0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the JDA Football Podcast. And today we have got many things to talk about, a lot of results to talk about from the Premier League and the Champions League, of course, along with the general news that we'll go through. So, as we always do, how are you guys first?
1: Pretty decent, yeah. Um, yeah? Merry Christmas. I'm tired.
0: Tired. Long weekend. Tired. Sixth form. college.
2: Yeah, I'm ready for
0: the Christmas holidays. Alex, you sound like you've got a cold.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I had a test. I thought I had Rona or something, but it came back negative, so I'm all right. Um, all right. But I did sleep for 14 hours yesterday. so... Um, 14
2: hours?
0: Yeah, I, I I came in at 4, fell asleep at 5, and woke up at 8 in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's get into the football and news. And let's start with Premier League results this week. The first game was Manchester United versus West Ham at the London Stadium. I don't know why I said it that way. Uh, it was 3-1 in the to United. Uh, a very poor performance in the first half, let me just say. Um, we, West Ham should have had about three. Um, they were, we were lucky to only concede the one. And then the second half, Pogba scores an absolute belter. And then Bruno scores and Greenwood, I think it was. Uh, and that secured us the three points. Um, we'll come on to the game in a bit. Uh, I'll have a bit of a rant, maybe, yeah. but... Yeah, we'll come on to that game. Uh, now, the next game is Chelsea versus Leeds United, and it was 3-1 to Chelsea and it, Chelsea in the end. Alex, how did you see this one?
1: So, yeah, I thought, um, I mean, Leeds had a very good start. They scored, I think, was it like in five minutes with Patrick oh, Bamford? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's a very good finish. Uh, another, another Mendy, not keeping a clean sheet, which is probably not the best for Chelsea. But then again, like in the second half, they played very well. I think there was a goal from Giroud, Zuma, and I'm not sure who got the last one. Um, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know that Giroud got. Uh, oh, yeah, Pulisic got Pulisic the last Pulisic. one. Yeah. Uh, and, oh. yeah, a very good turnaround from them. And yeah, a very uh, well deserved three points. I thought in the second half they played very well. They controlled the game. Um, Leeds, they were all right. They weren't as good as they were against us. Um, I think that was a week ago, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think um, Bielsa will be probably quite happy with his, with his performance. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Chelsea, they look, they look kind of unstoppable this season. So, yeah, if they can keep this going, then
0: I think they'll finish quite highly. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, the next game was West Brom versus Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace ended up beating them 5-1 in the end. A massive beating. Um, and Crystal Palace, I believe, they play Spurs at the weekend. Uh, it'll be a tough game for them, especially. But this will take momentum into the game, surely, won't it, Joe?
2: Yeah, this is the first time Crystal Palace have ever scored five in one game away from home.
0: Club record. Uh, but, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that one goes at the weekend. Uh, now, the next game was Sheffield United versus Leicester. It was 2-1 in the end. Um, not really overshadowed, but sort of overshadowed by Jamie Vardy kicking... Um, the post what was it? the corner flag um but it, it didn't really help did it because it was the one week that the pride flag was on the corner flag and everybody <laughs> thought he's just done it because of that but he's an actually a Sheffield Wednesday fan uh, and of course they have a bigger rivalry with Sheffield United so I presume he just did it for that reason um <laughs> dominant yeah. performance by Leicester
1: Alex yeah I mean um it was a bit harsh on Sheffield United considering they defended quite well like through the whole of the game. And then in the last minute, just one through ball and Jamie Vardy's in on goal. So yeah, it's another loss for Chris Wilder and, um, probably one more loss away from, from losing his job. In my opinion, like they did score from, uh, Oling McBurney to make it one all. I thought it was quite a good header from him after Jose Perez made it one nil. And they looked, uh, to like to be on track to get a decent point, which, um, would be quite good for Chris Wilder, but no, Jamie Vardy, um, scoring quite a good goal at the end and giving Leicester the, a big three points for them. But a, a massive loss for, for Sheffield United as well. So just time will tell to see when he does lose his job. I think he will lose his job.
2: He um, has to. This is the worst start a team has ever had. This is worse than the Derby season. He has to.
1: Yeah. What's that and one? It's not like they have a bad squad either. I thought I think they have like quite a good squad. There. They have quite
2: a good team. They're just not do- doing anything like right.
0: What's yeah. that, one point from 11, 12 games? Yeah, that's just horrific. Yeah. One, one,
2: from, one point
0: from 11 games, I think. That's madness. Uh, we all gave our predictions of when Wilder would go in the end, uh, so go and watch that after this podcast. I think
2: it's going to be sooner than we said, to be honest.
0: Yeah, who, who knows. It, it's the way yes, that they play as well. It it's the way that they play. None of the players have any urgency about them, especially no. like how the rock bottom of the Completely league. do the, the opposite. They
2: don't, have, they don't have a bad side. It's not a bad squad. No, I just don't I mean,
0: know what's going wrong. Didn't they get that Van der Bergen from? Yeah, uh, yeah. Genk like, it's or, not like they haven't that.
2: spent
1: some big money, like Sandberg. Like I'm pretty sure Man City wanted him last season, but obviously he went to Sheffield United and hasn't had the best start. But uh, hopefully he can turn that around and maybe they can stay up this season. Well, it doesn't look very likely.
0: Yeah, uh, I
1: don't think you
2: can after that start. Like if you look where Norwich were, then they're doing worse than Norwich. Yeah. and Norwich it just wasn't possible for them to stay up like six games from the end
0: yeah um, now the next game was Spurs versus Arsenal ended up 2-0 to Spurs in the end it was a classic Mourinho performance or Masterclass as people were saying it a lot of the Spurs fans uh, parked the bus Son scored an incredible goal which I thought was never going in uh, but it somehow went in and then who was the other goal scorer was it Kane? it was it? Kane, yeah. Kane and then Son assist oh, got goal as well. assist. yeah um, but yeah, Spurs coming out victorious, and I believe they go top of the league. I want to say, yes. yeah, top of the league. Yeah. Um, how do we think do you and Mourinho will adopt his tactics? Because not every team's going to come at you like Arsenal, are they? No, I mean, we, we've seen it time and
1: time again, like against the big teams who want to press them, they just sit back and um, just go on the counter attack every time possible. And we've seen multiple times this season. It's just worked for them. So why adapt it then, obviously, against teams like... Um, I'm pretty sure they, they even struggled against West Brom. Like I'm pretty sure... I think Son scored in like the last minute. So I'm pretty sure... Um, here, Mourinho will be working on facing teams like West Brom. Like They need to win those sorts of games. But I think they've got the wins against the bigger teams like your Manchester United, your Arsenal's like, all sorted out. Uh, but it'll be... I think it was a much-needed much, much needed win for them. I'm pretty sure, like, I, yeah, they beat Man City, didn't they? And uh, if they yeah. could beat Arsenal like, another top-six team, then that will give them a, a host of confidence. And I'm pretty sure this is the best chance they've had in a while to to, to actually win the Premier League. So, yeah, it's a big win for them.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Joe, do you think Mourinho will... I don't know how to say it. Do you reckon... Is it too early to call, should we say, uh, for Spurs to be the Premier League title winners?
2: I don't think they'll win. I think they have a very good team, but I don't think they have the best team. I think we'll probably see another City or a Liverpool victory, I can't lie. They're just going to gain momentum from this point onwards.
0: Especially with Spurs being in the... Uh, is it the Europa League or Champions yeah. Republic. Yeah, I think
2: he'll take them, take it out of them. All it takes is for Harry Kane or Son to get injured, and that's the season. The goal of yeah. yeah, just goals stop coming in and everything goes down. I don't think they'll win, but they are, they are going to do very well considering the start they've had.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next game is Liverpool versus Wolves. Ended up a 4-0 win for Liverpool in the end. Alex, is this due down to the loss of Raul Jimenez and that whole big number nine up front for Wolves, would you say?
1: Well, uh, losing like their their main striker like is going to limit the amount of goals they have. I'm pretty sure Pedro Neto made a start up front, which like for like a team that wants to counter attack without having that big number nine just in there to to actually put the ball in the back of the net, it's going to be very hard for them to to actually score goals, as we saw. And um, I'm pretty sure it's weakening their defense as well. Like they can't just boot the ball up the field like they normally do and try to hit Liverpool on the counter-attack when they don't have someone like Raul Jimenez trying to start that. And, um, yeah, I think they're going to really struggle until they can maybe get a number nine in in January. Um, I know they have got that Fabio Silva guy that they paid, like, £40 for, but he doesn't look like the type of player that's going to be starting week in, week out at at centre-forward for Wolves. So, yeah, they definitely need to get in maybe probably a tour number nine um, in January and maybe he can start scoring the goals. But yeah, they have to improve from this performance. But for Liverpool, it's a very good performance from them. Uh, they didn't look phased by having Roberto Firmino in instead of Diogo Jota uh, after they've slandered him all that time. And then, yeah, I mean, the Liverpool fans back in the cup and they they thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, good, a good three points for them and a well-deserved three points as well.
0: We oh.
2: add something, Joe. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show that, like, how much of a difference the fans make for Liverpool. Because no one was exper- expecting that uh, score from them, and yeah, you could argue that they're just a the better team uh, on the day. But I'm sure fans made a massive difference there. And yeah. also, I think Wolves. Um, that guy will start, Alex. The guy they signed would will start, but I think. They're going to need an emergency signing in January because, um, like, just the head injury. There's not a chance he's going to be back. Uh, I don't think Jimenez will be back for a good couple of months at least. I know he's.
0: I know he's been discharged from hospital, and I saw him with a pitch of Nuno. But I still think it's going to be a long time for recovery. Like he looks fine on the pitch. Don't get me wrong, but still, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Oh,
2: well, all it takes is for him to head with the ball, and it's over. That'll be his career over because he could end up with severe brain damage.
1: Yeah, you can't take any risks. No. With a head
2: injury, you just can't. It's not worth it, no matter what. Like, even for 400 grand a minute, I wouldn't take it.
0: Uh, I think it was the last 20 minutes or 10 minutes when Trent came on. I heard he uh, played very, very well. Um, Like, Did he get an assist as well for the fourth goal?
1: Uh, I I think it didn't get given to him, but I, I think, like, they, like he created it, so yeah. Yeah,
0: all right, fair you enough. Can see so... that they've
1: been missing it though, Liverpool. Like the attacking fullback, so especially on the right hand side, they've had Nico Williams, and I don't think like he's a good defender. Don't get me wrong, and probably a better defender than Alexander Arnold. But they've been missing those crosses into the box, seeing as they've only had it from Robertson. And yeah, hopefully they can they can bounce like they can take that into the next games and hopefully develop on it.
0: Yeah. Um, Now there was a VAR decision given. I've not watched this in motion or in play. Um, Alex, judging off the video that you've probably seen, was this given as a penalty and should it have been?
1: Well, I I thought it was a foul when I was watching it. Obviously, I didn't watch it live because I was um, out training, but I watched the video and I can agree that it was a foul, but it's just whether it was in the box or not. so it's a definite foul but it's whether they take it as the foul as in where was the player or where was the ball because in terms of where the foul started i do not think it was a penalty um but then again like when you see the video like walker peters by the end of the foul he was firmly in the box and i think the referee must have like taken it by that decision instead of where the foul like first took place so in my opinion, it probably wasn't a penalty, um, but then again, it, there would have been quite a lot of controversy if it wasn't given as a penalty as well, so,
2: yeah. To me, he's outside the box, so it shouldn't be a penalty, but you could argue that it's a definite goal-scoring opportunity, and that's penalty, been... Sorry?
1: I thought if it wasn't a penalty, it probably would have been a red
2: card then, so... Yeah. You just take a, you're just taking a player off the pitch which no one really wants to see and it's a definite goal scoring opportunity that's been deliberately ob- obstructed so if you didn't give it to a penalty something would have had to happen to have that player off the pitch or at least a yellow but yeah I think penalty was probably the best decision on the ref's behalf there
0: Uh, Yeah, well, let's go on to the Champions League games now. And uh, the first one was Man City versus Marseille. It ended up 3-0. Now, I'm pretty sure Man City went through three or two match days ago. Um, So, credit to them for going through the easy group. Um, Now, Michelin versus Liverpool ended up 1-0, but I believe Liverpool didn't start a very, very good team, did they?
2: Well, they they were...
0: Why Why is he not starting
2: his good teams in the Champions League?
0: Because they were already through, weren't they?
2: But... It's not. This isn't the first time he's not played a good team. Like he's, he's not putting out his best team every week for the Champions League.
0: Yeah. But if you think about it, though, like I don't know who Liverpool have got this weekend. Fulham, I think. So it's not even a big game. Let's be honest. But still, like Michelin and nowhere near like Fulham are they? So you would, you would play like some youngsters in the game against Michelin because you've got nothing to lose, really. If you lose, it's fine. And if you draw, well, it's fine.
2: Yeah, but he played. He didn't play a bad team, but he didn't play his best team. Like I think it was two or three weeks ago, and it wasn't a huge game, but it was still a pretty big game. And it was Champions League, and they weren't definitely up at that point.
0: Mm. I just don't get it. I think they lost as well, didn't they? They lost. Yeah, Atalanta. Atalanta. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and
2: they didn't play. They didn't put out a good team against Atalanta, which is a big team.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think. Atalanta, a much, much bigger team than Michelin, to be fair. I mean, what are Michelin, like, the third best in the Danish league, I think?
2: Yeah, exactly. And then there's Atalanta, which is just uncomparable to Michelin.
0: But saying that, Liverpool did like that. I'm pretty sure
1: they started Salah, Jota, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, and, like... Curtis Jones. Just saying... um, but Klopp's been moaning about like having to rest his players and not having enough time to for players to get fit again. But he's already qualified in the Champions League, and if like he needs to be resting some of these players, and he can't like keep putting it on UEFA and the and the FA for like having too much of like too much games and then not resting the players that need to be rested when they can be rested. So it it it's more down to him than I think he realizes. So.
0: Yeah, you can't go moaning to uh, to UEFA when you're starting the players that you would have been starting at the Premier League at half 12 kickoff on Saturday. That just doesn't... I don't get it. It's just, why would you do that? You're literally just contradicting yourself there. Um, But the next game was PSG versus Istanbul-Bashakshir. Now, this was meant to be on the Tuesday game. But an incident happened where a racial remark was made by the fourth official that ultimately led for the players to go off the pitch, uh, United to go off the pitch. And they weren't going to come out until the referee was changed. It didn't happen on the night, uh, but they played on Wednesday and it was 5-1. But going back to Tuesday night, and for me, why would you You wouldn't do it anyway, but we're in the height of everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter at the moment. So why, why would you do it? Joe, why would you do it?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um... We have had an incident. I'm not. I'm not going to say anything about it. But there was an incident in our area where someone did say something racially charged. And to me, especially this year, more than ever, everyone who is out there, any influencer, has to be especially careful. Careful what they say. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's meant in a racist way or not. You have to be really careful because it can be misinterpreted and you will get cancelled for it. But he—he he was being blatantly racist, and the, I think he should lose his job. I think he already has, hasn't he?
0: Yeah. So some people are saying about two or three days, something like that, that he was going to get sacked. I, I don't know if he has, but nothing's came out yet. But I presume he will. What did he you definitely think? Should. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about the whole thing, Alex?
1: Well, the first time I heard it, I was just like, why, like, just like, in in this specific situation, like, why have you done it? It's, it's been like, because he's, uh, I, I just don't really get why he's done it. Like, and coming back to what Joe said, like, he just has to be careful. Like, if he's careful, that all of this doesn't happen. And then more like, it's just going to constantly keep going on and on until we've, like, absolutely got rid of it in football and I think um the PSG players and the Bishrak players were, were very right in like walking off the pitch because if stuff like this doesn't happen then it's never gonna get recognized and yeah, I mean I, I saw the video of Denver Barr like uh talking to him about like what he'd done wrong and I think it's very positive that we're seeing players like actually stand up for what they think was right because that, like that's the only way it's going to get sorted and I think if more things like this do happen then uh, like UEFA are gonna start having to put charges on on people like like the fourth official like why is he why has he made that remark and they're just gonna have to like start putting rules in place Not that it's not illegal anyway sir, but they're gonna have to put like more harsher rules in place to stop things like this happening
2: so. also half of PSG is black anyway they elite athletes. I'm. I'm not so. I'm not sure about here, but half of PSG are black, and they're all like really fit, strong guys. Why would you feel safe saying that? Know, like,
0: <laughs> the all f- it takes the-
2: is for one of them to snap and just go like, shut up and knock you over, and like it, you'd hurt yourself.
0: I mean, when Bar was talking to the fourth official and the referee. The fourth official looked like he was shitting himself. Yeah, (laughs)
2: yeah. he's a big guy, isn't he?
0: Yeah. He was like, remember Bo was saying all these stuff and he was using his hands as well and the fourth official was like...
2: I bet he was looking at his arms like, yeah, he could snap me. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't feel... Like, even if I did have those views, I wouldn't feel safe saying it around, like, so many people. I I wouldn't... It's just stupid. Yeah. But,
1: like, the the other officials were trying to, like, back him up and I'm, like... If you're trying to back him up, that's putting a negative like stamp on you, rather than you trying to cut everything out. Because I'm pretty sure that like, he was saying, "Oh, it's different in Romania or whatever he's saying," but it's still labelling someone as different than the other players on the pitch. So yeah, it's just
0: this is this is what amazing. gets this is what gets me. So they might not be taught that in their country, and this is where the education comes in. When they come over here, they need to be taught what's right and what's wrong. Like Marcelo Bielsa, I know it's a different equation, but he thought the spying on another team was acceptable. But we, we don't think that is. It's uh, like something needs to be done. The FA need to do something. UEFA need to do something. So this, these incidents don't keep happening on a regular basis. Well Also, how
2: long have black people been in football? Black people have been a massive part of football for so many years. It's just That's ignorant that people can't accept that yet.
0: Yeah, especially with the street football as well. Like in London, yeah. especially where it
2: grew. Yeah, black people yeah. are a huge part of football, and I think football would be much less of a. I think it would be a pretty pants sport to be honest without them, because they are such a massive part of the football community. I think where United would be without um by black people, and there wouldn't be any culture either. A lot of the London like clubs are fully based off of. their their support which is primarily or largely people of that aren't of white descent so that could be asians black people just the whole BAME community
0: yeah um well let's go on to a lighter note now and um barcelona faced juventus and it was three nil in the end and i believe i I can't forget the fact of the, the stat it was something like juventus have beaten them in three years or something and or Barcelona haven't lost in a Champions League game at home since 2012 or something like that yeah, I can't
1: remember or something.
0: yeah something like that uh, I don't watch the match but I managed to see Ronaldo's penalty which which you clearly stroke in the bottom corner um, Alex what did you think of it
1: so yeah I think um, I've, I've watched Barcelona a few times under Koeman now and they don't look like the same team they were two or three years ago even like I just think Ronald Koeman is not the right manager to take him forward. I know he's like a club legend and he's played for them, but it's, it's just not working out for him. And this is another prime example. I know they are through and they did win every game except this one in their group. But something needs to change. Like I, I'm pretty sure, are they still like ninth in La Liga still?
0: Which, I think they're about sixth now, seventh. Yeah, it's, right. even so it's, that's it's, pretty it's pants, not pants for man. their standard. Yeah.
2: Did you hear what Ronaldo said? He said he doesn't think he did not think that Messi's gone down in quality, and he said that they've never had a rivalry and they always like support each other. Yeah, yeah. But, I, uh,
1: I think they hugged on the pitch as well, which was yeah. Nice.
2: Pretty much all every game that they play each other, they hug. Yeah. I, I think this could have been the last time that they faced each other, and it's just disappointing that Barcelona performed that well, that badly. Sorry. Because Messi was good on the pitch from all accounts. Yeah, I, yeah I, think.
1: Think, I think if the score wasn't like it was, I would have probably given Messi a man of the match. Man. I, I, he ran everything for, for Barcelona the whole way through, even though he didn't do much pressing-wise. Um, and yeah, it, it's ultimately down to bad tactics from, from Ronald
2: Koeman. And I bad mean, tactics and losing key players and not really replacing yeah, them.
0: Yeah, the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that Messi's always had... Either a second or third player that he could always rely on, even if he wasn't on it. Suarez. And like Neymar. Suarez, yeah, Neymar, Thierry Henry, Ronaldinho, all of them. Now he's got a Griezmann and an unfit Usman Dembélé, who's fifty percent time of time that he's there is injured. So uh, for me, he needs somebody to rely on, especially in that front three. So he knows that he's going to get goals and get the win for Barca in the end.
2: Well, you can have the best player in the world. If you're competing against the best teams in the world, you're not going to beat him unless you've got players to support him. And at the moment, he just doesn't have that. How old's Griezmann?
1: Like thirty-one. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. And he's not good enough to compete at that level at the age of thirty-one, really, as a key player anymore. Yeah. He he doesn't really support Messi as much as your name, um, your Suarez would. Like he's not. I just think it's stupid having let Suarez go. Yeah. What are you saying, Alex?
1: Like, it's so cheap as well. I mean, Ronald Koeman when he was at Everton, like you could tell he's not a man manager. Like we we lost a load of players just because they didn't want to play under a manager who doesn't really care about the players. Like Dale Fayou. I'm pretty sure he was a teenager where he left us, and he left because he didn't like the way that the club was being run under Ronald Koeman. And I mean, he played Dominic Calvert-Lewin at right wing back. Like, you you can't get more senseless than that. And yeah, um, he's been sacked by every team. He's put, uh, every team he's managed. Like, I'm pretty sure we got him off Southampton, but he was on the brink of being sacked anyway. So I, I don't see why they've gone for him. Um, how
0: did he get Bas- how did he get to Barcelona? Well he was ma- he was managing the Netherlands squad, wasn't he? And yeah. they were doing quite well at the time, of course. They beat Germany, I'm pretty sure they drew with France or so beat France and, and amongst and other teams as well. A ton of um and then obviously like you said, Alex, him being from Barcelona, like well not being from Barcelona, but played there and a legend sort of scoring that goal in ninety two, he's gonna be sort of a legend there. But what still, does that make still, it... when uh, Calvert Lewin,
2: I <laughs> left back? I don't know. And they decided you, to have him.
0: Yeah, you, you know what? Pe- like people are like when they're younger. Like I don't know. Pogba got played at CDM when he was in United's youth academy for a bit, and Jesse Lingard got, got played on the right wing. So things do happen. But that is a bit extreme from Kuhn. Cal- sorry,
2: uh, Calvert Lewin is not a defender. You can argue that Pogba is a midfielder. That is an argument that you might be able to make. I wouldn't say he's a central defensive midfielder, but they're trying him out. For, Calvert-Lewin's for not a defender.
0: For all we know, though, like, McTominay was six foot two years ago, and now he's six foot four. For all we know, <laughs> Calvert-Lewin could have been the paciest guy in the team and really short, and he would have been good for that, for, like, right wing back area. Um, but we don't know, unless you know, Alex, that he wasn't a six foot one beast.
1: Oh, I... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I've watched him a few times. Like when he, he wasn't that good, and he he wasn't very good at defending. So um, yeah. All That's right. all. Well, I I, that I,
2: like, um, go on to the United game.
0: I we'll, want to see Dan's all, views on this. We've got the Chelsea we've, game. We've Chelsea got the Chelsea Christ. game. Chelsea drew. Yeah. What? Chelsea won Krasnodar one. Billy Gilmore came back. An exceptional <laughs> performance from him. he apparently. was that
1: right winger. I, I didn't know his name. I've never seen him before. But I'm pretty sure he got his debut.
0: For. Um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, yeah. I know which one you mean. It begins with an A. look quite good as well. It begins with an A. I don't know who it is. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. Course, let's yeah. go on to the main event of the evening. RB Leipzig three, Manchester United two. Ah.
2: Uh, Dan, <laughs> thoughts on the Champions League so far? Oh, stretch.
0: Uh. Right. So, this. So this game was lost in Istanbul. I bet you've heard a ton of people say that that game against Istanbul where. That obvious goal happened with uh, the offside. Yeah, Dunbar Bar. Yep, bar. Um, if we won that game and lost this game, we would have been through. Yeah. That, that, these are the little things that you have to do in the Champions League. <sighs> formation wise and tactics wise, we beat RB Leipzig 5 0 with the diamond formation in midfield. So why would you start at three three at the back? with the slowest CDMs in the entire world, McTominay's not that bad. Matic and McTominay. And then, I don't know why, but wan Bisaki just loves holding Victor Lindorf's hand. At the back post, There's it's non-existent. and Literally nobody's there. We, we Something needs to happen. We should have gone that diamond formation because when we went the diamond formation, what happened? We got two more goals and we nearly drew the game and we nearly went through to the round of 16. If he started the game like that, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're talking about now but however we are and we're in the Europa League. I mean
2: always seem to lose on tactics.
0: Yeah. Like uh, this is what what I get. At. Like if I was the United manager, I would think I've beaten Leipzig 5-0, why don't we just do it the same way again? Mm. Because if Yeah, it, exactly. We, we played five if it at, works it works. Yeah, if we played we played 5 at the back in the first half and um we were basically inviting pressure onto us. We already know that Leipzig press high anyway. So we're just inviting more pressure onto us. But with a diamond, we passed through that. And then that's where we got the two goals. We're well, very lucky goals, let's just say, from. Um, but yeah, Leipzig should have won that game. There's no doubt about that. Leipzig should have I mean, won that game. You
1: should have been 5-0 down in the first half. Right? Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, defensively, like, you're so on and off. Like You can be incredible defensively like, against PSG. But then when you come to Bashaksa here or Leipzig, like you just get dominated and it's just because of your defence. Um Yeah. And yeah, I think Ole is probably down like it's probably down to him that much. Like I'm pretty sure when you were three 0 down, um, you were like I think you made like defensive substitutes or something and I was just like, why why, why are you doing this? Um and yeah, I mean, if Ole can change his tactics up, like he can Keep it like the same as he did when you beat them five nil, which is like one of the best results you have had this season. Then you probably would have won it, and then I mean Leipzig were always going to press you; they were going to try and score as many goals as possible. But if you had that diamond formation like you did in in the in the first time you played them, then maybe you could have dealt with that pressure a bit more and probably would have won it. But
0: yeah, this is this is what gets me is. Maguire, we paid £80 million for him, and people are saying Chris Smalling would have been better than him. And I, I have to admit, I think he would. Would you? Well, I, I haven't seen him
1: much for Roma, but he looks like a very good defender for them, and obviously they're, they're in the Europa League at the moment. But I, I've seen Maguire play a lot for England and a lot for Manchester United, and he doesn't look like an £80 million pound player. And although Chris Smalling wasn't the best defender by any stretch of imagination... He looks much more versatile and much more commanding than Harry Maguire at the moment. So, yeah, his it's I've his Smalling left on loan, or is he
0: just is he on permanent? So he went on loan last season, and then he came back, and then we were like, well, we've got too many centre backs now. What we should have done is we should have sold Phil Jones, the crappiest centre back to ever play football, and bring in. Well, we'll keep Smalling even. Um, but we didn't in the end and that's ultimately cost us. For me, Twan pocketed um who was it? Mbappe with Wan-Bissaka. So why don't why don't you just start Twan because you know that Paulson's gonna be running at you with Forsberg and all of them.
1: Yeah, I know it is although the players like they they weren't on it like at all against um against Leipzig, like I I think it mostly has to be put down to all these tactics. Um, and yeah, I mean, if the if the defenders had a stepped up like they did against PSG, and maybe put Twan in instead of um, instead of Lindelof, then maybe you could have got something more out of the game, and you probably would have still been in the Champions League. But yeah, I think without all his tactics, you you might have won it. But yeah, we, we'll never know.
0: Yeah, it's a shame that that's happened. But this has led to debates, especially with uh, Mourinho. Um, I think it was Mourinho. Yeah, Mourinho said this about United dropping out of <clears throat> the Champions League into the Europa League, and he said, "From the sports point of view, I think it's not fair that a team that doesn't succeed in one competition drops to another." Now, I, I'm agreeable with. I'm in agree, agree I'm in agreeal with uh, Jose Mourinho here. What about you, Alex?
1: Well, I mean, the Europa League is a completely co- different competition, and like, if you qualify for it. Like I know when we qualified for it, we, we got like to the semi-finals, but then we started to play like the big teams that had dropped down from the Champions League, who pretty much didn't deserve to be in the Europa League, seeing as they haven't played well enough to qualify for the next round of it. And um, it was just a bit like we've played teams that are kind of like on the same level as us until this round, and I don't think it's fair that you, you have finished like third in your group in, in a different competition but then have still managed to, to win like a competition that you didn't even qualify for so yeah it's it's I'm pretty sure the people like the the teams that like finished third in the Champions League will probably be happy that they did drop down to the Europa League seeing as they can still win a competition but it, again it's it's not fair for the teams like Leicester and Tottenham who probably think they have they had a big chance of like winning the competition and now they have to play i don't know who's dropped down like real madrid didn't drop down united. Um, yeah united like you have a big chance of winning it now seeing as... but yeah there's still quite a lot of big teams in the europa league but yeah uh,
0: we could know. we could see some sort of shockers because last year in the semi-finals <clears throat> united were playing in the europa league sevilla were playing in the europa League. were they or to take a did they start off in the europa league i think uh, they i th- um,
1: I think they started off,
0: yeah. I think they it, did, it made, yeah. Like, lessons, but... And Inter started off, didn't they, in the Europa League? Yeah. Um, who was the other team? Most... The other team. It was oh, someone. Was it? it was someone small. Yeah, yeah, but I think they might have dropped down. Um, and considering there's like what four teams there, and three of them are from the actual start of the Europa League, I think that's what yeah. you really want in a competition. I mean, like, like I said before, I agree with Jose because, well, you've you've really said it there, like you think you've got a chance, but then you don't at the same time. It's like a competition that's not really a competition in the end because you know that you're going to get beat nine times out of ten. Uh, but yeah, that's what it's ultimately ultimately come to. Do you reckon they should change it or how, how do you reckon they should do it? I think
1: they should change it, yeah. I mean, it ultimately it's just not fair on the teams that have qualified out of just having a good season last year and then they get to play teams that are on their level until they get near to winning it. And then they just play teams that have qualified above them in the year before and then just get knocked out because of that. So yeah, they should, they should, I think they should change it. But then again, like the teams who finished third, like Ajax, I'm pretty sure they didn't really deserve to, to, um, to get dropped out of the Champions League. I think they were like one point or two points behind Atalanta and, they still managed to get to get knocked out and I think it's pretty good for them to like their international season, if you want to put it like that, has not ended because they are still in the still in the Europa League. So it's good for them but I mean the teams that have qualified for the Europa League won't be very happy.
0: Right, so the Napoli Stadium there was rumours whether they would uh, call it after Maradona and they have actually called it Stadio Diego Armando Maradona. Do we think this is right to honour him, especially for the ton of stuff that he did at Napoli?
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's a club legend. We knew that before yeah, he passed away, and uh, it he means so much to to Napoli as a club, and yeah, I think we've seen it with the Johan Cruyff Arena uh, with Ajax, and um, yeah, it's it's a very good um, yeah. I just say it's the right thing to do.
0: All right, right decision, Joe. Yeah, uh,
2: he's a club legend. <laughs> I don't think. There's much. Oh, there we go. There's much. There's not much you can argue that says he's not a cult legend.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, now, Pep Guardiola managed his 700th game. Uh, I think it was at the weekend. Who, who did they play with? Literally just been speaking about it. I, I can't remember. Fulham. Two 0 yeah, Fulham. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Coming clutch. Right. Yeah. So he got 700 um, on that thing. Right. Now, there was an incident. At the weekend at Millwall, and it was it, it was shocking. Let's be honest, it was shocking. I mean, I put it in the chat, and the the backlash that this got is mad. Um, so basically, as the players do, they take the knee before the game. At the, um, yeah, they take the knee before the game. Um, now we've seen it at Chelsea, uh, and well, the majority of the they, they applaud them when they're doing it. But at Millwall, it was a contrast inside where the fans were booing them. To an extent that it was getting too, too, too really, really loud, especially with only 2,000 fans in the stadium as well. Um, just getting too loud uh, and booing them as well, which is terrible. Um, but we'll, I'll get your thoughts in a minute. But this is a summary of what um, the Colchester owner, uh, Robbie Callan, had to say because Colchester were playing Millwall. He said, I'll be happy to refund anyone for the remaining value of their season permit, also known as season ticket. Uh, if that's the reason they feel they can no longer attend our games now what were your first thoughts and after you've had a time to review the whole situation and what's gone on what are your thoughts now starting off with whoever wants to start off
2: I think they should have um, a ban from having fans in their stadium because oh, that's not fair and it's disgusting.
0: Well, we have seen in the past, especially with uh, like banana skins to Albamyanka, the Emirates, from I think it was a Spurs fan. Um, now they've been banned for life. Do all these fans get banned for life?
2: Well, you can't you can't just pick who's booing. That's the thing. Booing is really hard to pinpoint because it's a, a noise, and you can't just put a camera on everyone's faces because you don't know what they say. You don't know what they're saying. Um, so I just think you should ban them because. It was enough fans that it could be heard over the rest of the fans. So it was a good portion of them. And the, Millwall have done stuff like this in the past. It's not I we we even said like, trust Millwall fans, didn't we, in the chat?
0: Yeah. We I I knew this was gonna happen. I remember when you were all at mine and we did the podcast. I remember you saying, Joe, yeah, it'll be fine and everything like that. But I knew in the back yeah, of my I, I head. I thought
2: it would be fine.
0: But I knew in the back of my head, one club would do it, and if I could pick any club, it would be Millwall. Because, it would have to
2: be Millwall because of
0: everything that I, that they stand for and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, it doesn't match. What it's do you think? It's not a Alex? good.
2: It's not a family club, is it?
0: No, it got voted family club in 2017 or something, didn't it? Yeah, yeah you see, bollocks. Easy bollocks. <laughs> I think there's a bit of cash behind the door right there. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, Alex, what did you think about the whole situation?
1: So yeah, I mean, with, with all the banning of, of the people like being racist, like, I mean, if, if you were going to ban all the people that are racist at Millwall, like they, they'd lose all the backbone of the club. Like, I'm pretty sure when we went to uh, Millwall for the FA Cup game, Yeri Mina, I mean, every time he touches the ball, they were making monkey noises and I'm pretty sure there was like... There was twenty thousand people there, and I'm pretty sure like at least a thousand of them were, were doing it. So if you're gonna take a thousand of, of the people away from Millwall, like the backbone of the club goes, and then all the fans start falling out with with all the club in general,
2: and then yeah, it just it just I don't know. I mean, I don't think I don't think you can permanently ban that many fans. Yeah, you can't. Uh, but I do think there's something needs to be done. So whether that's a three or a five-game ban where uh, Millwall fans just aren't allowed in a stadium, because I, I think that would show them because there's five games where every other club but them is allowed fans in the stadium. Yeah, Maybe even, even at their home games, all the home tickets are given to like the, the um, away team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw the QPR game. But it was a very contrasting. So there was still booze going on, but then yeah. you could hear a part of a, the applauds going on in the Millwall fan section. So I think they've learned the lesson. Unless a new set of fans have come in and started applauding, and then the next game we could see some booing. Who knows? Because again, I think it's different in, sets unbalanced. of fans. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't think they'll have learned from it. Yeah, um, but I know that. Uh, I think it was. A, Ikay, no, 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 no. It was Bright Osail Samuel. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, and another player, his teammate, even uh, took the knee as a celebration. And I didn't see any I didn't hear any boos, but I presume there could have been a lingering of ones going. Yeah, and celebrated that definitely.
1: I mean, it's definitely like different sets of fans who are doing it, um, and maybe like they just thought like if they did it again, then the club would be in even bigger trouble, and then. Like, they just don't do it at one point and then do it the next point. Like, it, it, it can never be sorted out with, with so many people that are doing it. And then, because if you accuse someone of doing it and then they said they didn't do it, and then all of that comes in the legal action that they take and everything like that, it's just going to be very hard for them. So, unless they like don't let any of the fans in or do something like that, it's, I don't think it's ever
2: going to change. There has yeah. to be something actively done, though. They can't ban
0: the 2,000 fans,
2: but something needs to change.
0: Yeah, when they talk about education as well, that needs to be taught. For me, I know everybody should get taught like a whole around the country and the whole of the UK and the world. But for me, we should start off with Millwall because they—they. You the should start club. with areas like that. Yeah, they they are the only club that have done it. So you see the proof, and then you go and nail it. That's what I would do. They're, they're, the thing is,
2: they're not the only racist area in England. There are a lot of racist areas. But in America, there have been people who have gone into the KKK and put themselves at risk by explaining exactly like how these people have got the wrong views. And something like that has to be done. They have, they have to have groups that will go around schools. Because let's be honest... Once you get to about uh, 4.30, it's really hard to change your views. It's going to be really hard to change the views of the older generation. So you need to set a good example by the children. Going into schools, unis, um, colleges.
0: Right, so England got the groups this week uh, of what group that they would be in with everybody else um, for the World Cup 2022 qualifying. group draw that happened this week. Now, England got drew against Poland, Hungary, Albania, Andorra, and San Marino. If we don't finish first, I don't know how we're not going to get through. For <laughs> me, I don't know how we're not going to get through if we don't beat any of these, but we will. We will. We, we have, have to
1: finish first. So. When I first saw this, I was like, Poland's the only team I can see scoring against us. And, yeah, yeah if, if we if we don't win every game, then it will be disappointing. And then if, if we don't even come first, then... Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. just. Look, nail, a, look at,
1: 10 at our squad. 10, 10 moves. That'd be
0: funny. Yeah, just, if you think about it, nail Lewandowski against them in Poland, get him injured, and then we've literally got a free run. We can win all the you games. You can just nail
2: Lewandowski.
0: That's what Chris Smalling no. did to Lionel Messi, and he didn't score for the rest of the match at OT. So, I'm just saying you that. Want to pick I'm the did, uh,
1: that. to Van Dyke, and
0: then... <laughs> 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 it pays off, though, doesn't it? It pays off. Um, it's good.
1: two it goals after that.
0: Yeah. All good. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's England's group. Um. We're all. We're, I think we all know that we're going to go first, really, don't we? We're all going to. Yeah. Yeah. We should do. We should do. Unless Southgate does something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we like, never know what's. Start like Dominic Cavalloon. All right, wing we'll back. <laughs> <laughs> In there. Well, it, r- they actually did win that game against um Colchester's B team in the under-21, so it might actually work in the World Cup Finals with Calvert-Lewin on the right wing-back. You never
1: know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. It could do, it could do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Hector Bellerin, we know he can't take throw-ins, um, I as shown previously in a lot of matches. Now, somebody came to our this week and had to say this to him. I think it was a really harsh. We sent the images to the Premier League because there have been many incidents worse than that but weren't given. Uh, this was after um, Hex Bowler got penalised for his throw ins uh, against Spurs. Um, now, Arteta found it quite insulting uh, of a mention to get in a, th- a throwing coach. Alex, should they get in a throwing coach in? Um, well, I
1: mean, I, it seems like they've been practising, like doing them and then trying to make something out of the throw ins, but. If, it, if it's being penalised, then they should probably stop doing whatever they're doing and then um, maybe get in a, a throwing coach, yeah. I mean, I mean I've mean, i seen Liverpool do it. I, that went around social media quite a lot. I mean, the guy with the, the, the biggest throw in the world or something like that. And then they got him in and then they started creating a few chances from it.
0: A stupid long throw. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good idea. What but, was it? Was it a year ago where Joe Gomez... Yeah, threw it. Had a long throw, and he threw it into Kane, and then Lingard got the tap in against Croatia uh, yeah. at Wembley, three two, I think it was in the end or something. So it does work, doesn't it? But for me, I'd, it could be a bit of a waste out of the budget. God knows how yeah. much it'll cost with all the equipment, especially. Uh, Joe, would you say that they need one? Maybe. Hello. 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 Would you say that they need a throwing coach? A throwing coach. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would. I think. Almost every club could benefit from one, to be honest. I think throw-ins could be used a lot more tactically than they
0: are. Because at the end of the day, they are an advantage. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it with... And if you can use that advantage well. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it with Joe Gomez for England, especially. And then we saw it with Aspilicueta against PSG when... He did a long throw, and I'm pretty sure Chelsea got a goal against him from a David Luiz error or something like that. But it, it does work, and it, it acts sort of like a corner, I think, uh, especially in the dynamics of the game. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to see if they do get one. Yeah, it. it could
2: be an opportunity to slow down. It could be an opportunity to slow down or speed up the game and a chance to attack. From a, from a throw in, you can completely change a game because it's a breakdown.
0: Um, I don't know. I think they're rushed a lot more than
2: they should
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Alex, would you like to read out the player of the month and the manager of the month for us?
1: So, yeah, the um, Premier League player of the month winner for November is Bruno Fernandes, um, which I think's is uh, pretty deserved. Um, I think he's I, had I think, three goals in four matches.
0: Four. I want to say four. Of, yeah, it was either four uh, like goal three contributions and then yeah, three assists, something like that. Um, and then like, the the manager of the month for November is uh, Jose Mourinho. I got it right. I got it oh, right. Man. I predicted Jose Mourinho last week. Nobody else said it. I thought I'll go you with one. I say. Out of the you know I say. Well, you were all saying Lampard, weren't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I
2: don't think that's the right decision. But
0: fair enough. Unbeaten, they're unbeaten, aren't they? Unbeaten month,
1: how, how many times have they
2: lost this Yeah, season? That is kind of a hard record,
0: yeah. But it was, it's a month, isn't it? It's not the whole, of, how many the whole times year, have they lost, yeah. I'm not asked, though, am I? It's 21 points but, in the first,
1: but uh, just let me check how, how many times they've lost this season,
0: oh, okay? But they have won uh, all the games or drew, all they've lost these.
1: one, they've lost one match. Um, I Oh, I can't remember who that was too, off the top of my head.
0: Oh, neither can I. Um, I really can't. Can you, Alex? I don't, I don't, I don't Oh,
1: Just let I me check. Uh, Try and find,
0: find it in your brain. It might be quite hard for you. Oh,
1: oh, it was the first game of the season.
0: Oh, God. That's very interesting.
1: They actually lost to, to Everton. That's, that's quite interesting, actually.
0: What a madness. That's well, sarcasm. That you learn
1: something new every day.
0: Yeah. Um, Right, going on to some score predictions now. And there are two sort of derbies. We'll get Joe's thoughts. First, it's Wolves versus Aston Villa, half-12 at Molyneux, or in Brummy terms, the Molyneux, shall we say. Um, Joe, what do we think about this whole game? Is it a rivalry? And what's your score prediction? Or a derby?
2: Um, It's a rivalry, not a derby, I would say. But... um... I think we'll lose, to be honest. I think we're going to have a really rough game of it. Even without him and his, I think Wolves are a very challenging team. So I'm thinking two on Wolves or one all.
0: What about you, Alex?
2: I mean, I I think it will be
1: more of an interesting game. I think um, because Wolves aren't the best that they've been in a while and Aston Villa are probably uh, quite good at the moment, even though they've been on quite a rough uh, patch of form. Um, but seeing as they haven't got uh, Raúl Jiménez at the moment, I think they'll find it quite hard to score. But I'll go for a, a one-all draw with Jack Grealish getting the Aston Villa's goal. I
0: uh, I think. It's a bit I'm gonna really do...
2: weird at the moment.
1: Oh, um, do you
0: see that thing? On, Sorry, I'll give him a score prediction and then we'll talk about Grealish in a minute. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I think you might have you might lose this game, Joe. I think I'm gonna go with a two-one, but I think you will still be in the game and Wolves might get a late goal because, of course, they've got no him and us. But...
2: We'll be in the game, but we're in most games, I can't lie, but we just can't finish.
0: Yeah. Did you uh, see all all those memes about Grealish and uh, that girl? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Uh, oh, no. We'll show you after. It's a bit too explicit, shall we say, for the, for the podcast. We try to keep it totally, PG. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, going on to another – well, not – Rivalry, but this is a derby this time. Could say the biggest one in the whole wild world, but yeah, others may disagree. Others may disagree. Um, Old Trafford, half five, Manchester United versus Manchester City. Big big game. Now, of course, we lost three two to Leipzig. Um, City won three nil against Marseille. I think we're going to (laughs) lose. Or, or get a draw. I don't think that I don't think a win is going to happen. I know we always bounce back and all that, but not 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 this weekend. What do you guys think?
2: I don't think a win's on the cards right now, Dan. I can't lie. You're not you're not the best you've been, and I don't think you will be for a few games. And I think City are going to show you that. What about you, Alex? Well,
1: I mean, uh, we've said it time and time again, like you can't predict that what the score is going to be uh, in the derby, any derby, That, in fact, because, um, it, it, I mean, in the Merseyside derby, form doesn't really matter. I, I'm not sure what it's like in, a, in no, no. A Manchester derbies. But, uh. No,
0: right. That, let, let's take this, right. So, as you said there, Alex, and it happens for a lot of other derbies, recent form goes out the window Last year, the last game before um, the Premier League was cancelled in March, we beat City 2-0. And we were doing, what were we, 6th, 7th? And they were like 2nd or 3rd. So, it, for me, it goes out, it goes out of uh, the window for this game. But, yeah, that's just my opinion. But we might see another um, side.
2: Both teams uh, come, out, come out of the stands like, raring to go on a derby day. And they, wouldn't, they don't normally do that for every single match. Yeah. So the Derby Day it doesn't really matter the form, the players are hyped, the fans are hyped, the two thousand of them, but everyone's hyped and I think you do see pretty energetic
0: football. Yeah. Um well we'll have to see, but yeah, it will be a good match that one. Um now the later game, eight o'clock on Saturday, Everton versus Chelsea at eight o'clock at Goodison Park. Alex, how would you see this one going via Toffees?
1: Um well, I mean, I, if the fans weren't back, then I think it would be a completely different story. But um, obviously, we've got 2,000 fans there on, on Saturday. Hopefully, they can build a bit of an atmosphere, seeing as they haven't been there in, I don't know how long. But again, it's it's against a very good Chelsea team who have been very good defensively as well in the past few games. Um, we haven't got Hammers Rodriguez. We haven't got Seamus Coleman um, or Fabian Delph. Uh, so I think it's going to be pretty hard for us but I uh, think I'll go with a one-all draw that's what I'd like to happen
0: what about you Joe
2: you know what I think Everton can win I think if Everton come out good enough I think they can win 2,000 fans plus Everton doing as well as they are I think they could do really well I think come on, in, Everton.
1: a year ago tomorrow a year ago tomorrow, Duncan Ferguson's first game um, as Everton manager will beat Chelsea 3-1 at Goodison.
0: Then you lost 4-0. History does repeat itself. Didn't you lose 4-0? When uh, that
1: that took was over. much later on in the season. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so it's more recent um, time. And it was at Stamford Bridge, so oh. no one really cares.
0: And there was, was plenty of
1: fans, fans yeah. there, so... Um,
0: Sorry, let me just get the excuses booked right and I'll just put them into it. Um whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, for me you are going to have to sit back and counter attack because this Chelsea team if you open up against them they will destroy you with all that midfield maestros that they've got with Ziyech, Havertz, Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic, all of them people. Um yeah, for me you're going to have to sit back. Um I don't think you'll sit back. No, what Ancelotti's like, you'll be up for it. Uh, And I think it'll cost you. And I think I'm going to go for a 2-0 win to Chelsea. Away. Yeah. Well, I'll get proved wrong now and you'll you'll go and beat them 4-0 and get revenge. Yep.
2: (laughs) 5-0 win to Everton.
0: Um, We haven't spoke about a very news topic that's been going around this week and it is Paul Pogba. Um, Now, his agent's come out this week and said that he is leaving Manchester United and he wants to go to Juventus. Now, for me, this was before the Leipzig game and after the West Ham game. And before the Leipzig game, I was like, don't start him, don't bring him off the bench, don't even put him on the bench because he's becoming like a Ross Barkley snake, like how Alex would say it. Um, You just don't want that toxicity around. And for me, a small margin played... Into Leipzig's hands for that match With the Pogba situation I would say 5% The rest of it we were, we were crap to be honest um, But yeah it didn't help before the Leipzig game The timing was awful And I've heard plenty of pundits say Get rid of Ryle if Pogba wants to stay at United Equally if he doesn't Then he goes to Juventus But he was meant to be going in the summer Not January So I think his contract's up Because we did trigger an extension to his contract But yeah that'll be up in the summer but, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, we've seen it time and time again with players who, who are, I, I'm not sure if he wants to leave, but um, judging by everything that's going out at the moment, he probably does. And again, it's not helping that you have that, that type of, as you said, toxicity in the dressing room in a time where you desperately need uh, some sort of, like, I don't know, like some advantage over some other teams because. You've you've got the quality in your squad, but it's it's mostly down to bad manage, man bad management. Like you're bored, you're not really satisfied with them, and then you've got um people in the dressing room like not pushing like they're pushing the standard uh, way down than than what it should be. And yeah, I mean you you can get quite a lot of money from Paul Pogba, and if he is going to leave, you probably need to get quite a bit of money from him. Um. But again, he's, he's not the type of player that's replaceable with, with anyone who who's going to be hit less than about 50 million. So, yeah, it's going to be very hard for you to, to lose him, but it will probably benefit you in the long term as well. So
0: Yeah, what we could do is bring in Donny, because we brought him in to be a backup. But if he starts, equally great, because he's been very good over the past few games. Um. So, yeah, start him, get the money, then get Sancho. Then hopefully our season sort of turns around. But yeah, Joe, what do you think? Because agents are becoming ever more increasingly in the game now. Being like, it's not just an agent, really. It's being like a family member, the best mate, the guy they go to tea with, all of that. What do you think?
2: I do think that Pogba leaving has come for has been coming on for a while now, and I don't think you can blame all of that on his agent. I think a lot, of the, a lot of the responsibility is Pogba's because he has been toxic in the dressing room and he has refused to play a few times. Um, I, I, don't think, I think a lot of your losses have been because of the player's attitude. I'm not going to blame that on Pogba, but I do think he's a factor in that.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the thing with agents, is, it's happened to Man United for me more than anyone, Van der Beek didn't get started for three games or so. What United need to do is nip it in the bud with the agent. Don't let them go to the press and go and slag off United because that just creates toxicity. Same with Raiola. He's done this about three times now and it's not even getting funny. It's not funny. It wasn't funny at the start. It's not even funny now. But the thing is, they need to nip it in the bud before it starts getting to this level. And that what, that's what could have happened to Donny. We, because we've guaranteed him a number of amount of games that he has started. But if we didn't do that like we didn't, Three games in, after the game against Brighton, his agent comes out, and that's not good for the club. It's not good for the fans. It's not good for anybody around Manchester United. So something needs to happen there. And I don't I don't know what needs to be happened. Maybe it's people upstairs, like you mentioned, Alex. Something needs to be done quickly ASAP. Otherwise, we could be going down a very dark route. But, yeah, we'll have to say. Relegation! Hopefully, hopefully, no, hopefully no. I don't think it'll come that bad. Uh, do you know what I'm going to do now? Well, I've always wanted to do this since the start of the, what was it, five Premier League games and you two were top of the table, mind the gap, this is my chance. Right, so United, uh, where are they at the minute, where are they, four? four? Alex, how are you doing? Alex, are you six? Uh, where's yeah, Joe? Are six, you eight?
2: Alex, how's
0: your week been? Oh. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the end of the JDA football yeah, podcast. Yeah, week been Have, you, have you had much homework? Um, that, that's a buy from me.
1: Just saying, we are only two points behind someone who spent uh, eighty million on a centre back, uh, ninety million on a midfielder, um, and yeah, we we don't spend that much money, but it's only two points, um, and and just saying, Villa are on fifteen; they're only four points behind you with two games in hand. Um, just saying so.
0: Yeah. Mind the gap. Just mind the gap for the time being. Mind the gap for these we next 12 uh, hours. Games. Sorry, I can't Enjoy hear the rest of your sorry, Champions League.
1: Enjoy the rest two of your Champions Two more games. <laughs> oh, what's that? Denver bars clean on goal? Oh, what defending from Manchester United? Brilliant. He's
2: taking his headphones out.
1: He can't stand it. He can't stand it. He can't
0: sorry, take sorry. it. Sorry, sorry, I was just taking... Uh, celebrations from uh, Memphis Depay right there another ex-player who left the club um, but yeah that's a bye from me and me and me thanks for watching slash listening mind the gap see you in a bit come oh. <laughs>